0: like cook tonight you know he got here as quick as he could after work but it's just like we didn't get a chance to practice and personally i don't like to do that so he graciously put his stuff back into his car which i think he's good enough <laughs> well he was upset because he, he was you know he rushed to get here and i was like man listen I, I don't like doing that if we don't practice you know personally because you know uh but yeah so okay so so 6 30 you know we'll try okay awesome let's do that thank you all because I know my wife will enjoy it because she always struggles to get here on time, too. So, you know, uh, don't forget next week we're going to do prayer. Okay. Seven o'clock. How's that? To make sure everybody has time to get here. And, and listen, we're thinking 30 to 45 minutes, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. To Come in. We're going to have a list of paper of of specific things, I believe. Yes, sir. Uh, no, no. Seven. To make sure everybody has plenty of time to get here. Seven, right? Seven good? Okay. For prayer. 6 30 for the service. 6 30 for the service, guys. 6 30. But I'm talking about prayer now. We're talking about two different things. Tootie, stop confusing me. Jesus. Jesus. Whew. Hey, on a different note, we did get everything fixed back here in the fellowship hall with, with all the, the clog we had and everything. So we're all fired because we actually got the probe stick out and all three of us probed that exact same three foot area and missed that four inch pipe. And the guy did, he just did this. He's like, well, there's the clean out. <laughs> we all missed it. <laughs> we all missed it. But they found it and fixed it, thank God. But uh, I was like, we're all fired. Because I, I remember probing that same thing. That thing was this deep, man. That's, that's all it was. We all missed it. <laughs> we thought it was rocks. That's our excuse. But we straight up missed it. But all of it's fixed now. Thank God. pipe had separated out in the yard. And they fixed it also. But uh Anyway, so all right, so, so service on Wednesdays, we're going to do them at 6.30. Start at 6.30 to see if we can make sure we have enough time to get our worship team here and practice. Because we want to make sure we, we do that. Because I'm just so thankful for the team willing to come and do this after working all day. So we want to do that. But prayer next week. Different subject now. Different subject. Prayer next week. We were getting confused earlier, Dave. So I had to. We're going to pray Monday, Tuesday, and of course Wednesday we'll have service at 6 30 thursday friday but prayer will be at 7 to make sure everybody can get here but it's going to be 30 45 minutes is what it's going to be and it's going to be an intercessory style prayer so we'll have a list right that that people and, and it probably rotate people can take different things that they're passionate about and pray for them right it's going to be a prayer time we're not going to do teachings we're not going to do any of that kind of stuff we're going to pray amen so so come and join us because why well This Saturday, we have the men's supper, but the following weekend, we have Saturday and Sunday, we have uh, Paul Bradford going to be with us Saturday afternoon, Saturday evening and Sunday morning, and we want to pray up to this event. There it is right there. We want to pray up to that event because I believe God's going to release something powerful. Amen. I I believe God's going to release something powerful, and and I think we need to be prayed as a church ready to go. Amen. So I think that'll work. Awesome. All right. I think I got everything.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm, okay, wow,
0: yeah, okay, well, we're going to pray in just a minute and tr- get rid of all of this stuff but I almost consider unimportant stuff sometimes, but sometimes they're important. Uh, so, but anyways, uh, so, yeah, so we've got the, the Spirit Wind release coming there, right? And, and then we've got a women's fellowship coming up as well. I'm calling women's fellowship. The program I used to build my cool things broke, and so I haven't been able to build any cool graphics, so this is about the best I can do right now. <laughs> so so that's, that's about it, yeah. I just was really hoping I didn't misspell anything, honestly, guys. Because it doesn't have spell check but uh so yeah listen if you haven't figured out i'm having fun tonight i've just I, i've just been really enjoying the time with the lord i've been enjoying that i in i'm enjoying i've got the stuff up here for uh, for our prayer tonight i have some papers printed out for last week you know god is just god's on the move man been talking to people about what god's doing and and i'm just excited about what god is doing this year I'm excited about having the live team up there. I'm excited about about you guys coming out. It's just there's a lot to be excited about this year, you know. And I didn't even mention LSU, but that's a whole. I don't have to right now, Louisiana, you know. So yeah, it's you knew that was coming eventually. You just you got to, yeah. So so let's open up in prayer tonight, and I know we have uh, some needs, you know, in the house. Uh, hey, was Sunday an amazing day or what? You know, man, I'm telling you, we had one baptized in the po- power of the Holy Spirit, evidence of speaking in tongues, you know, and, and if, if you've ever been prayed for for that, that was almost like you walk up. Yep, 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 yep. Hallelujah. There it was. Jesus. It just, the spirit of God was flowing and it just, I enjoyed every minute of, it. even Mike, you know, was so appreciative and he was just like, man, this place, I can sense excitement. That's what he told me. so when I walked in, I could sense the excitement in the air you know and so i'm telling you just it's amazing time to be together and and i don't think this is just our house i think this is what god is doing but i think he is also using us in, in a different way as well amen so so that's why i know we have, we have uh if you have a need tonight i want you to just stand up where you are stand up wherever you are if you can if not just raise your hand and tell everybody to come and and if you're there i want you to walk around them and, and we're going to pray for them so if you're around and you're not one of those standing up go lay hands on them tonight We're going to pray and we're going to believe god is going to touch them god is going to heal them whatever the need is tonight i know there are some watching online that can't even be here um you know we're just we're going to pray for them as well why because prayer works prayer moves things and that's we're going to talk about tonight even more in depth but let's pray come on guys father we just thank you right now that you are in control I thank you that you are still on the throne that has never been in question. <laughs> it never will be. But Lord, you, also, you have also given us the authority to pray. So Father, right now in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, you see the needs, Father, that are, that are spread out across this place and even spread out across the world as they're watching online. I thank you, Father, that your hand is reaching down to them right now. And touching them in the name of jesus lord i I rebuke the fevers in the name of jesus christ i i don't even care what it is that's starting it or causing it i command it to die and leave his body in the name of jesus lord i rebuke cancer that is that is trying to come against people i don't care if it's active or inactive or any of the the terms i know that you can heal it right now you can remove it in the name of jesus Lord, I thank you for the comfort that those that need it right now, the touch in their body, Father. I just, right now, I release the healing touch of God into the bodies of people in the name of Jesus right now. Right now, in the name of Jesus Christ, I release it, Father. Release it right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you for answering our prayers. I thank you that you are still answering our prayers, God. Mm, mm, mm. Jesus, we just want to give you glory and honor, Father. For all that you have done, we want to bless your holy name. Mm, And I thank you for answering us tonight, God. And I thank you for being in this place already, boy. I I thank you that you are already here, God. Mm. Just continue to have your way in this place, Father. Continue to have your way in this place. And we ask all this in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. And if you agree tonight, I want you to say amen with me. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Come on, you can give him a clap. We're going to get ready to go do some worship tonight hallelujah hallelujah Jesus hallelujah anybody ready to worship mm, mm. yeah this one's better mm. hallelujah make sure yours is on yeah mm. There we go. Yeah, I muted it on both levels, Robin. Let me make sure our bass is on up there.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Hey, listen, if you like YouTube, I'm going to tell you uh, a, a place to go listen. I've, I've been listening to this mix. Jonathan, I think, it was sent it to me the other day. I'll tell it to you after service again if you, uh, if you remind me. or I'll text it to you. But just take me back is the name of it take me back but it's featuring dante bowie b-o-e b-o-w-e and just type mix take me back mix and you'll find it featuring dante bowie from bethel music maverick city it is long it's it's a prophetic move it, when you listen to him singing it as he's moving but the thing is is it's a mix so the second song is, is better than the first one and i think the third one maybe and it just keeps going and, and, and I'm trying to think of the, the guy's name. He, he does Let It Rain. I had it on Sunday, that, that one. Oh, my gosh. Whew. Eddie James. Yeah, Jesus. So go, go put that on and let it roll for a little while. You'll find yourself on the floor. So hallelujah. Y'all ready to worship tonight? Come on. Hallelujah. I hit the button. Thank God we're fixing to be over this thing. Jesus. Because it's froze. Hallelujah. It froze. It's like Jesus. Okay, it's moving. Praise God. We are almost delivered from this thing. It has done us well, though.
1: Who breaks the power of sin and darkness? Whose love is mighty? so much stronger, the King of glory, the King above all kings, who shakes the whole earth with holy thunder, who leaves us breathless in awe and wonder, the King of glory, the King above all kings.
0: for you? Come on. We're just going to sing Worthy is the Lamb. You put that slide up there, guys. We're going to sing just the beginning of it. Worthy is the Lamb. You are so awesome, God. Oh, we thank you for being in this place tonight, oh God. We thank you for being here, Jesus, because you are amazing. You are amazing.
1: Darkness starts to tremble at the light That you bring in when you walk into the room Every heart starts burning And nothing matters more than just to sit Here at your feet and worship you We worship you
0: him a praise offering tonight. Come on, let's do, come on now, we can do better than that. Hallelujah. Is he worthy? Come on, hallelujah. 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 You can go ahead and be seated tonight. I'm going to come down there so we can do our class real fast. Let's see. There we go. Hey, I'm going to need one of those. She'll be back in a minute. Just when I thought we I need couldn't one go. Huh? I need more. Give me one of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just one per family to make sure we have enough. Can I have one just to make sure I can teach off one? Here, let me have one. Oh, okay. Everybody got one? Yeah? Okay. Oh, yeah, that's part one right there. Yay. Yes. All right. Thank you. Everybody got one. All right. We're on lesson two. We did lesson one last week. Uh, If you weren't here, I have some of the lesson ones and you can go online. Uh, After service, I'll show you where it is. I'll I'll put it up there so you can see where it is. But uh, yeah, we have that online. Uh, Last week was uh, foundations of spiritual warfare. This week is foundations of spiritual warfare. Lesson two. Why we are caught in the middle of of warfare? Is it up there? Foundations of Warfare class. Why are we caught in the middle of spiritual warfare? Why are we having to deal with all this? We're going to kind of get into that a little bit. And and what I found so interesting was I didn't study this one until this week. But two weeks ago, God began to speak to me about something that's in here that I had been pondering on. And he led me to a lot of the same scriptures that's in here And so this is actually helping to answer some of my questions as well. But I still have some more. So I'll tell you those when we get there. But it says here on the very beginning, the enemy of God is Satan. He tried to become God and in pride declared that he would set up his throne in heaven. So God kicked Satan out onto the earth. Is that one of literally the foolish things that ever happened in history? You know... God created him and he's gonna take his place. Yeah. You know, I can't wait till we get there one day and, and actually, you know, because I, I really want to understand this. How how a created being thinks they're better than a an uncreated being. Because he, he is just he is that he is, he's always been there. And and pride is just that blinding, I guess. <laughs> that, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. So Let's look at Isaiah 14. All of these are on the screen. I made sure this time uh, I put the right versions in there and typed the ones we didn't have. But they're also in your, on your papers. So you can follow them on your paper and you can follow them there. It says here, What a come down this was, O Babylon, day star, son of dawn, flat on your face in the underworld mud. <laughs> I love how the message puts this. You famous for flattening nations, you said to yourself, I'll climb to heaven. Look to the next one. I'll set my throne over the stars of God. I'll run the assembly of angels that meets on sacred Mount Ziphon. I'll climb to the top of the clouds and I'll take over as king of the universe. But go back to the first slide. But what I come down this was, O Babylon, day star, son of the dawn, flat on your face in the underworld mud. (laughs) That's what pride gets you. (laughs) Flat on your face in the mud, right? So, So here we see that Satan was attempting to take over. How can Satan, Lucifer, son of the morning, whatever, how can he hurt God? How can, how can he do that? That's where we're going to start getting into. How can he hurt God? By attacking us. That's the very next section. You read ahead. Thank you. Right. <laughs> One of Satan's major schemes is to blind every person to the truth of the love and goodness of God. His major tools and lines, lies and deceit. When he is successful in getting us to believe lies, then we are deceived and the light of God cannot shine in our hearts. The deception began in the Garden of Eden. Satan stole the dominion given to the mankind by God. The dominion and authority was bought back by Jesus. Now, being from Louisiana, I I saw a post the other day that if Adam and Eve would have been Cajun, they would have ate the snake and forgot all about the apple. And that is true. (laughs) Okay. And he must have been a big snake. So. But this is just a pondering point I want to throw to you that that struck me today and I want to do some more reading and I want to do some more thinking. This is just a side note for a rabbit that you can chase on your own. See right there where it says, the deception began at the Garden of Eden. Satan stole the dominion given to mankind by God and the dominion and authority was bought back by Jesus. Okay, that's at the end of that little paragraph on our papers. Okay. Jesus, when he went down, he took back what? The keys to hell hell, death. death, hell, and the grave. It never said anything about the authority. Think about that. So did the authority ever really get turned over to him other than the dominion of this world was turned over him? He is now in control of the earth. Just, just the thought of a rabbit to chase. Satan is in control of this earth, but did authority ever really come away from the man? Because he told Satan, I mean, he told Adam and Eve, right, go take care. I was just like, so his lies, even through the years, well, you're just nothing but a sinner. You're, he, he's been lying all this time. And the only thing he really could do is he could death, hell, and the grave. Why? Because with sin, you cannot enter into the kingdom of heaven. So that means you've got to die. That means you've got to go to the grave. That means you've got to go to hell. So it's just something that I found interesting, the way it was worded through here, that I want to go do some more looking because I think it's probably a translational thing because when he fell, I, the authority, I believe, was given. But the way I'm looking at it, it's just something to look at. All right, so let's go look at 2 Corinthians 4 because I, I want to get through a couple of these so we can spend some time talking about them. The next verse is 2 Corinthians 4.4. 4. Look at this. Satan, who is the God of which world? This world has blinded the minds of those who don't believe. Blinded the eyes, minds, I'm sorry, of those who don't believe. Now, let's think about this for a second. He has blinded the minds of those that don't believe, which means that he can stop them from believing because he's blinding them. And I was thinking about this. It just keeps getting worse and worse and worse and worse why because we keep moving further and further and further away from the original truth and that's why there's so many blinded people but then he's even gone another step further now with making them think that they have the light when they don't they're now beginning to be deceived thinking that they have Jesus but they don't look at how many false religions are coming up so he's bringing it full circle Bringing it full circle. They're unable to see the glorious light of the good news. They don't understand the message about the glory of Christ, who is the exact likeness of God. This is why we're where we are. But there again, who's blinding people? Satan, Satan, devil, Lucifer, the old serpent, all those things. So again, we're in a spiritual warfare because we're trying to get the, the blinders off of their mind so that they can see. That's why we're in a spiritual battle. Let's look at Colossians. It's on your paper, Colossians 2, uh, 2nd Colossians, I'm sorry, 2, 13 through 15. It says here, you were dead because of your sins and because your sinful nature was not yet cut away. Which means that when you, be, when you believe, it is cut away. Sinful nature. So why is it then that we have so much sin in the house of God when it supposedly has been cut away? Because we're not really allowing the, the enemy, we're not pushing all of that away. We're believing part of it. We're not accepting, you see what I'm saying? If, if we're truly free, we're free. But yet we keep going back. And again, I think that is the further we go, the further we go, people think it's more and more acceptable. Why? Because we're changing the word of God to fit our culture instead of changing our culture to match the word of God. And it's been a long thing that the devil has been doing. You know, like I've told you before, I, I always wondered how it would be possible for a time to come when Christians would be considered bad people. But in our society today, you can see why. But five years ago, t- well, ten years ago, you couldn't have seen that, could you? E- even ten years ago, I, would, I was still like, how are Christians are going to be considered bad people? When they love people and and they want to help people. But I can see that today. Why? Because people are still blinded. But he's changing the blinders because he's trying to change a culture to think they know enough of God and they won't go any further. Now, this is not in there, but remember, they have a form of godliness, but they actually deny the very power thereof. So they want a form of godliness so that I feel okay. But I'm not gonna change think about that then God made you alive in Christ for he forgave all of our sins he canceled the record of the charges against us and took it away by nailing it to the cross look at the next slide for me in this way he disarmed the spiritual rulers and authority he shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross In this way, he disarmed the spiritual rulers of the authority. So how did Jesus disarm the ruling authority over this planet? Go back one slide. Look at the bottom. He canceled the record of the charges against us and took it away by nailing it to the cross because he went to the cross. The devil messed up and sent a sinless man to a guilty man's death. And he couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. And so he broke spiritual law. And when God raised him from the dead, he said, devil, no, 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 you can't hold him down anymore because you messed up. You messed up. And he thought he was winning. That's how messed up he really is. He's, he's, yeah, never mind. I'm not going to go into no football analogies tonight. <laughs> stay focused. Stay focused. Okay. Luke chapter 10. So I want to get through this, this first page here so we can spend some time doing some talking. Luke chapter 10, verse 17 through 20. The 72 returned with joy and said, Lord, even the demons submit to us in whose name? Jesus' name. name. You go out there and try to beat up on the devil in the name of Deborah. Deborah may have been a a, a person in the Bible, but Deborah is a person here today. And she's going to get whooped like the seven sons of (laughs) Sceva. And if you try to go out there and do it without fully being saved and set free, what's going to happen? I know you, I know you, but I don't know you. Yeah, that's what's going to happen. So you, you've you've got to make sure you're not stepping into a battle that you're not supposed to be in, and that's why it's so important that we're that we are whole in Jesus Christ, and we're not hiding things. And you know, because honestly, if if we're going to step into a battle, and we're going to have weaknesses, and and weaknesses, I mean by sins we don't want to deal with, little bitty things that we're hiding. Can I tell you that they're going to come up under a great microscope? <laughs> and great is going to be the fall. Great is going to be the fall. Why do you think it is today that, that they've moved all of those military people overseas, preparing them for something? And I read another article today that they, they took all electronic devices. They're not to have social media contact. That They are completely cutting these soldiers off from the rest of the world. Why? They don't want the enemy even knowing where they're exactly at, where they're going, or any of the plans. Because if there was one thing slip out, it could put them all at danger. So guess what? We have to be just as diligent in us. We're not perfect, but under the blood of Christ, I can be. And that means I'm still working on it. But are you working on it when you're hiding it in your back pocket because you don't want anybody to see it? I can cover it up real good. You can't see it. It's like wearing a concealed weapon that nobody can see. Right? It, it, that sin will do the same thing to us. Let's see. He replied, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. However, do not rejoice that the spirits submit to you, but rejoice that your names are written in heaven. Why do you think he says here, do not rejoice that the spirits are sub- submit to you? Why do you think he threw that in there? Pride. pride again. Yeah, exactly what I think. Pride. Once again, it ain't about what, what you can do. It's really about your name is now written in heaven. Because pride will come in, boy, oh, look, look what I can do. Look what I can do. Look what I can do. All right, so turn the page. Now we're on page two here. Here again, we're in that same little section that Tootie mentioned earlier. One of the main ways Satan attacks God is by attacking the children of God. God could wipe out the devil with a blink of an eye, but he has not done it yet. Satan is fighting a battle he cannot win. He is fighting Jehovah God, who he will never defeat. So God allows the devil to come against us. Why? It is is not to prove whether or not we will fail. Our personal father God knows we will not fail as a result of the testing of the devil. We're not going to fail, but the question is, why do we keep failing? Because I believe we're not doing it through prayer. You know, as a special forces, could, could you could you go be effective at your job if you weren't running and staying fit? Same thing, same thing, same thing. Could you imagine a secretary that don't know how to that, that can't type? But that's her job all day long is to sit there and type. Remember the, the secretaries back in what, the, you know, the, the 60s and 70s, you know, where they didn't have computers. They had typewriters. And, and if all they could do was type 10 words a minute. When everybody else was typing 80 and 90. Right. We have to be proficient at what we do. We need to be proficient. We need to be the best we could be at Warriors for Christ. And we were in prayer. So we need to learn how to truly pray, and we need to learn our warfare good. We need to learn our craft. How? Right? Now I'm going to read this next one to you, and, and I want to talk to you a little bit about that one. Luke 22, 31 through 32. Listen, look at this one. Again, it's on your paper right there. Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift all of you as wheat. But I have prayed for you, Simon, this is Peter, that your faith may not fail. And when you have turned back, strengthen your brothers. You know what I noticed about this? This was what the Lord began to show me is he kept bringing me back to Job. Look at the difference. The book of Job, right? Job, that, that book, yeah. Job. And, and here in Luke. Satan going to and fro, right? Oh, you, you can't, I can't do anything to him because you're protecting him. Oh, well, just lift your hand. Okay, you can go mess with him. And look what happened to Job. But Job remained righteous. Now he had some pretty bad friends. Some friends you need to get rid of. And there was definitely some friends in there that, that he needed to get rid of. And and he continued on. And Satan continued to come back and forth, asking the Lord. And I asked the Lord one time, why did you give him up like that? He did. You know, that's just like saying, you know, God sitting up there, Satan is sitting there. He said, oh, uh, I've been going back to and fro, seeing who I can devour. Have you thought about Mark Cook any? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, I hadn't thought about him. Why? You know, it's just like he gave him up, you know. But I see a difference here. Look at here. Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift you as wheat. And look at the Lord's response this time. But I have prayed for you. Who is our great intercessor? And where is he sitting at? And where was he not sitting at in the book of Job? <laughs> right. I still don't understand why gave him, God gave him up like that. I really don't. I, I don't. Uh, I, that's one of the questions on my list, if I have a list. that I probably won't remember when I get there anyway, so it don't matter. But I'm just going to keep saying it. But now we have an intercessor sitting at the right hand of the Father. And when Satan comes up and says, hey, I want Beverly today, he says, No. <laughs> And he may come and fight her anyways. But there's a great intercessor sitting next to the Father himself now that we didn't have before. So now anything we ask in his name, the prayers that we bring up, he's sitting next to the Father asking them again. So what we speak on earth is being spoken in heaven. What's on heaven, right? We're releasing those prayers. So now you understand that we can fight this battle. We can fight this battle. Why? Because he's setting up there. You're not on it. You're not in it on your own anymore. It's not a flesh and blood thing. But when we look at this next uh, paragraph, it says Jesus prayed for Peter, knowing Peter would be tested by the devil. He told Peter beforehand that it was going to happen. Then notice what he told Peter: "When you have turned again," which means he knew he was going to fail anyways. He knew. The word used 39 times in the New Testament means to turn around and face the other direction. Peter denied Jesus. But when he realized his error, Peter turned around, repented, and became a great man in the kingdom by leading others. Yeah. See, so Satan is always wanting to to attack us. But you know what? Those those things where where we fail and get back up or all of those attacks are just making us better, stronger, stronger honing our craft of, you know, devil, I saw you coming in, but I didn't realize it, right? Again, it's just like a soldier. They make everything as realistic as possible so that the day they step on the battlefield and, and bu- real bullets are flying this time, it is overwhelming for that new soldier. Even though I've never been there, I, I'm pretty sure it is. But because of the realistic training they've gone through, they, it's just knee-jerk reaction now to most people. I'm sure there's some that it isn't. But, you see, so we need to learn that we have a foundation in Christ, we can win. We can pray. We can continue to push. Why? Even if we make mistakes, we get back up. We learn from our mistakes and go forward. You know, devil, last time you got me on this one. I, I'm going to remember that one. I'm going to remember that one. I'm going to put that in my little book right here. Next time you walk up, I'm a not today. Not today. Look at the next one. The purpose for testing of the, the devil is to help us know how to strengthen our brothers and sisters in the Lord. Think of the testimonies of people who have gotten victory over the testimonies, gave us hope to stand strong. How many times have you heard testimonies of other people that has helped you? I know I have. I have, and I use them. And I've told you this before. You know, one, one of the, the things I remember is, is as a young believer, my pastor told me that there was one time he was at his house and it was a bad storm coming through and he was in there praying and he looked out the back door, he had a sliding door and his pool was full of water and it started coming up because there was a tornado right there. What do you do? You start doing something. You can hide in the closet, maybe make it. Or you can go out and take authority of it and go home early. I don't know. You know, I'm not saying, you know, I know what I would have done. But I know what I would have done because I've been in it now. When we had a tornado trying to come down next to our church, and I had 15 to 20 teenagers at the church, and this church would not have survived, promise you. It was a wood frame building that wasn't built very well. What are you going to do? The Spirit of God rises up inside. What are you going to do? I remember my pastor rebuking a storm. Jesus rebuked the storm. In the name of Jesus, I rebuke you. Y'all get in the building. I rebuke you. (laughs) You know, it never did come down. It wasn't me. It was my intercessor up there. And as I was crying, and I promise you, I wasn't quiet. Because about that time, my pastor's on the back of the building. He's coming running around, and he sees it too. And luckily, it was already going. (laughs) Warfare is loud. Warfare is loud. But I learned something by the testimonies of others. Because why? God is not a respecter of person. What He did for you, He will do for me as long as it's biblical. Yeah. That's That's why I still want to walk on water because I think it was cool. Now, I don't think He's going to let me walk on water until it's a necessity. But it would be cool. He let Peter do it. I just think it would be cool to do. Probably never going to do it because it's not really something I need to do. But that's okay. When I'm in the middle of a situation, he understands it. Because look at the next one. We have the same hope as did Peter because Jesus is ever interceding for us before the throne of the Father. We need to rise up and take authority over that thing that is trying to kill us. How many times would you allow somebody to try to break into your house before you put a bigger door on there or you get a big dog or or do some other things, right? He is trying to kill you. He is trying to kill your family. And if you knew that he was coming to your house tonight to kill your family that was inside your house, would you sleep? You'd be on guard, wouldn't you? Some people's houses would have better guards than others. (laughs) but you understand what i'm saying but the key is is that you know what i pray over my home i pray i know god's protecting my house because it's his home god's better than vivant and all the rest of them it's his house and so guess what satan tries to come in he's better than a glock God's better than the glock or smith and wesson or any of the others because this is a spiritual thing. I can't shoot it anyways. And when we understand that, we can sleep and have peace. And we, we, But when something does come up, devil, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Not in my own authority, but in his. You don't belong here. You are trespassing. You need to leave. It's as simple as that. Right? Look at Romans 8 look at this 834 who is there to condemn us will christ jesus the messiah who died or rather who was raised from the dead who is at the right hand of god actually pleading as he intercedes for us who's condemning us anymore how does the devil have authority over you as a believer when you step out of the covering of being a believer when you step out of the covering of the blood of christ Sin and holiness can't live together. Death and life can't come out of the same mouth, can't live under the same roof. So when we are living under the covering of the blood of Christ, the only thing the enemy can do is when we allow him to. That doesn't mean he's not going to attack. That doesn't mean that, you know, that that bad things aren't going to come against me or that even bad things aren't going to happen. Why? Because God is sovereign and things have been put in motion to this earth. But there are things that he allows me to speak toward, and there's things that, that I feel impressed sometimes to pray about, and so I do. But if I never open my mouth, what's not gonna happen? Number one, I'm not gonna learn the lesson. Number two, it may not change. God may have an intercessor speak up for me because I'm not listening. Thank God for the intercessors that do that. And and if listen, and if God speaks to you in the middle of the night, you need to pray. Don't go back to sleep. Because it could be somebody's life. I remember a a very interesting thing that happened to me talking about intercessor, and we're almost done with this. Many years ago, I've never considered myself an intercessor, even though I I do pray. God speaks to me, and I pray about that. But intercessors are a different breed; they they really are. They're the way God has wired them. And, And one night, all night long, I struggled with these pains, and I prayed against them all night long. I just I could not sleep; it was just pain. The next day, I was I was visiting with good friend Bill. And uh, we were talking. He says, man, I slept last night. First time I've slept in I don't know how long, a year. I said, man, I was up all night long. And I start describing my pains to him. And he looked at me. He said, "He said, brother, I had, he had scoliosis of the liver. Is that what it is? Cirrhosis. Cirrhosis. Yeah, I'm always confused that. Right? He had a liver disease because of his drugs. He had hepatitis and all of that. And his liver was swollen on whatever side. And, and that's how he felt every night. And all night long, I dealt with it, and he slept. And we realized that was me interceding for my brother who needed to rest. Isn't that crazy? (laughs) But it's real. It happens if we're willing to wake up. If we're willing to wake up. All right. The battle rages as we stand against the power of Satan and overcome him with the weapons of the Lord. Not our glocks and all of that. So since Satan's kingdom is in our world, we are caught in the battle that Satan rages against who? God. Though we belong to the God, we contend with the little God of this world, who is powerful. And look at 1 uh, Timothy 6, 12. Fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold of the eternal life to which you were summoned and for which you confess the good confession of faith before many witnesses. Fight the good fight continue to fight, continue to fight in prayer and to continue to, to go into the battle, because the biggest problem is is most of us just sit back. You want to know why I believe our nation is where it is today? Because the church went to sleep. We stopped praying. We, we started allowing culture to change our Bibles. And look where we're at today. The, used to, from, from what I heard, I wasn't saved in, in that era, they didn't do things on Wednesdays and Sundays in the towns. And if they needed to, they'd ask the church's permission. Like I, I had a coach telling me, an older coach, that said, if we needed to play a game on Wednesday, we'd have to call the church and ask permission for a special night. That amazes me. Lord, let it happen again. That our kids aren't so bombarded on Wednesday by because the teachers know they're going to church somewhere. That, that the, the job doesn't work over. That you know That's where we need to be. Again, but here's one last scripture, and we need to remember this one. Throw that Ephesians up there, Ephesians 6.11. Put on God's whole armor, the armor of a heavy-armed soldier, which God supplies. I love the way the Amplified puts that. That you may be able to successfully to stand up against all the strategies and the deceits of the devil. Now, did you see anywhere in that that there was a sword or anything? No. It was all deceits and strategies. Deceits and strategies. You know, I remember a pastor coming to me one day and, and, and there was a group of us there and he walked in. He said, hey, did y'all remember to put on your full armor this morning? And one of them said, yo, pastor, that's the first thing I do every morning I get up. He said, but why'd you take it off? And he just turned and walked out. <laughs> He would just do stuff like that, man. It was just like, you didn't know to be mad at him or laugh, you know. But it's just like, you know, do I need to put on the armor every day? I don't take it off. Lord, I thank you that I'm washed and cleansed in the blood. There's my armor. I'm washed and cleansed. I'm washed. I know I've got the helmet. I know I've got the breastplate. I know I've got a sword, you know, and a shield. With, mine would be this way because I'm right-handed. You know, I know they're there. I know they're there. And sometimes I just have to remind the devil that I still know that they're there. Because guess what? Even David ran up against Goliath who had armor on. Goliath never saw David's armor, did he? Sometimes we just got to remind him. You see, we've got to make sure we understand the battle that we're in. And can I tell you something else before, before we close this up tonight? About a year ago, if you remember... Maybe even eight months. I don't know. Man, we were having some amazing services, right? Some amazing services. And then he just kind of did this, kind of leveled off. Can I tell you what was happening now that we're in the middle of this, and I think you'll understand it better? That we were at a point, and I was looking around, and I was so excited about what God was doing, and, and he was touching people's lives, and all these things were happening. But you know what the Lord spoke to me? He said, your people are getting hurt. And I started looking, and and there was. There was a lot of things happening to this body, people in the body. I I started noticing that. He said, some of the people are stepping into battles they're not ready to go into yet, and they're getting hurt. It's okay, Lord. So if you go back and look, I shifted from revival preaching to teaching. I started teaching more. And here we are. We're back again. And guess what we're teaching on now? Prayer war. Spiritual warfare. You see how God, it, it, interesting how God does that. He saw what was going on in our midst. He saw a people that was willing to go in battle. And they're running out there, even if they're not fully armored yet. <laughs> they don't understand the sword. You know, we got a sword, it's like having a gun, you don't even know how to use it. You know? And and so God was revealing that. But you know what? We're not there anymore, are we? <laughs> and, and if, if you're, we think we're going to go back to that, we're not. We're going to continue to go where where God wants us to, but it's going to take us to continue to fight. It's going to take us to continue to pray. It's going to take us to continue to to push into something that we want. Because if we're hungry to see our culture change in this area, it's going to take somebody to changing it. It's going to have to start with prayer. If we want to see addicts set free, we got to speak against the spirit that's binding them. If we want to see the lost saved... We can go out and preach Jesus till, till we're blue in the face. But they're blinded. So it starts in prayer, binding the enemy that's blinding them so that when you come and present the gospel, it makes sense. It makes sense immediately. Just like myself, when, you know, when, when I was saved, right? They, they had been praying, and they prayed, and they prayed, and they prayed. And I went to that concert, and you know what happened? My eyes were opened, and I heard a message about the gospel And immediately. I've got to get up there. He needs to stop talking. I just want to get to the altar, and I don't even know what it is, but he keeps talking about going to it. And, and I just wish he would stop talking. <laughs> I needed to get there. Didn't know why. Why did I feel that way? Because prayer had happened, and he had opened the heavens so that the glorious light could shine through to those that needed it guys, that's the importance of prayer. And that's understanding that we're in the middle of a battle. This is not go to sleep, go sit on the sidelines. I'm too old. I've been there and I've done that or I'm too young. (laughs) You're in it regardless of (laughs) when when you said Jesus be my Savior, you're in it, man. And that's okay. Because great is the reward. It's better than any retirement the military ever had. And you don't have to deal with the VA. (laughs) Jesus. So Hopefully you're getting something out of this. You know, I just want want to continue to do this. Uh, Next week we're going to do part three. But again, they're online. You know, if you want to go back and listen to them again. um, Hey, you can stop the stream, but do you know how to put a website up on there, Robin? Go to the top of ProPresenter. You'll see something called web. I want you to throw a website up there real quick for me. See it up top? website www.newlifeag.church and then you, you can hit show and it'll actually put it up there. So I've been working on the website, completely redid it.